You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're talking about how to conquer fear. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And welcome back to the Mind Your Business Podcast. We are wrapping up our final episode in this series all on reclaiming your personal power. We saved the best for last. This is an important topic. This is all about fear. That's a big one. It is. It's a big, 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 big one because as you can already start to imagine, that which you fear is that which you give your power away too. So we're going to be talking about it today because a lot of people live in with a lot of fear, mm-hmm. especially during these times. Especially during these times. And look, there's a big difference between fear and danger. Danger can be real. You know, like, yeah, that's dangerous. But fear is your choice in your response or reaction to that danger. I got criticized a lot, not a lot, but like a little, because people would like see my stories on Instagram and they're like, he's just living his life like nothing is happening in the world. How dare you? How dare you? And I'm like, that's the point is to not be consumed by fear. Exactly. People collapse the two and think that if you're not afraid, you're not taking something seriously or whatever. Right. When in reality, fear, I mean, since we're talking about these times too, fear can actually, and it's been proven, lower your immune system. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, yeah, the, st- the stress and the, mm-hmm. and the fear. And, and why, 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 why put yourself through that type of suffering? Exactly. You know, and I think most of our listeners get that and don't Mm -hmm. want to stay in that kind of state. So you understand. Anyway, so we'll get into that. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. I'll share with you the scariest thing I've ever done. Oh. And more. But I think we have to start here. Julie said before the show that when she first met me, she thought I was really dorky. I did. (laughs) Well, I never Why? met anyone because I never met anyone like you. I was coming from like corporate world, you know, and I went to your office and you had like, you know, it just felt like very Silicon Valley. There was like a little basketball hoop, you know, with like the little <laughs> mini ball, which I was like, I literally called my mom after Dork. the interview. I was like, mom, it's like a really cool office. There's like a basketball hoop. They it's like, so cool. They like take breaks and play games. Yeah. And there was like all these movie posters, like Star Wars and stuff and, and Legos and little minion. Yeah, There's little I, minion guys everywhere. I th- okay. So I think I am pretty dorky. But now I think you're pretty cool. You've gotten cooler over the years. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> I'm pretty sweet. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> but now that was good. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. I wonder what everyone else thinks of us. You guys think I'm dorky? <laughs> they probably do. But then I like show them a picture of me like skateboarding or surfing. I've had people say that. I was like, whoa, I didn't know you were like cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once I found out you were surfing, I was, was like, oh, okay. He's like a balanced nerd. <laughs> but I was. I was growing up, I was pretty nerdy. 
not like traditional nerd though. Like there's well, yeah, and that's the thing because we went to the same high school and nobody mm-hmm. that I knew knew you. Oh, that's <laughs> so sad. Okay, our high school is a graduating class. What like a hundred? Yeah, and like so small, small high school. Yeah. And you'd ask people in my grade yeah. of a hundred people exactly. that I went to school for four years and they'd be like, who? And I'd be all excited because I'm like, finally, someone can understand what I do for a living. Right. So yeah. like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, you know, James Wedmore, right? And who? they're like, what? Who? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, maybe William. <laughs> More people knew my sister than they yeah. knew me. And that's my what, sister's pretty dorky too. So that's what I, that's what I started switching to. I'm like, okay, you remember Jill Wedmore, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so she had an older brother. <laughs> yeah. That's how you have to <laughs> yeah. draw the connection exactly. there. No, I mean, I was, I kept to myself. I would like eat lunch in my car. How sad is that? Yeah. Well, and I was friends with Jill and I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he, she has a brother. I remember how, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. So I like being dorky. I'm I'm good with that. Makes you unique. So today's conversation is our last segment in our series about personal power, reclaiming your personal power. And we wanted to save, I think, one of the most powerful conversations for last fear and how to conquer fear. And I think entrepreneurs, like we we all like to kind of deny, I'm not afraid of anything. You know, we kind of have this denial in it. But I think a lot of us are dealing with a lot of fear in a lot of ways. I think the fear masks itself in different ways. It masquerades as other things. For example, stress. Mm. Stress is a form of fear. Because what are you stressed about? That this isn't going to work. So you're afraid it's not going to work. Yeah, you're not going to get it done in time. Not going to get it done in time. Or this is too much or whatever, right? And so fear doesn't always come as fear, right? It's going to keep trying to trick you. It's like this sneaky trickster logic. Mm. For me, for the longest time, fear came to me as logic. Yeah, I think me too. Like, it's just not the right time. (laughs) This market is too saturated. You know, things like that, right? Oh, someone's already doing this. I don't have enough degrees, certifications, testimonials, blah-blah-blah-blah-blah-blah. It's logic. I was someone who was very logical and in my head, very cerebral. So I always had a reason why it wouldn't work. And I no longer saw it as, I'm not afraid. I just know it's, it's, it's not the right time, right? And I would argue for that logic because it made sense, right? It had a logical reasonableness to it. And I had to get real with myself that that's just fear. Yeah. And one thing I see a lot too is people using the terms, this feels heavy in terms mm, of like something that they're doing right, right, because right. It, it's not actually feeling heavy or like How much does it weigh exactly? exactly. Are we measuring in pounds or mm-hmm. kilo, what is it? Kilograms? What it, What is I the rest of the kilos? world? Kilos. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. This feels heavy. And mm-hmm. so when people say this thing feels heavy, they want to change that thing. Right. Right. And it's like, no, 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 no. You change the way you're looking at that thing, mm-hmm. as you've heard millions of times, and it won't be heavy anymore. I have so many examples with students. They're like, this is just heavy, so I want to get rid of it. That's how people approach everything. So I want to change this, get rid of this, delete this, remove it. And the reality is, is it's most of the time, you just change the way you think of that thing, and it's not going to be heavy anymore. And we have right. examples of people that are like, oh, I have a membership, and it's really heavy. Okay, what's... What's causing you to call it heavy or feel heavy? And they're like, oh, just everyone's in there all day asking a million questions and I can't take a day off and all, you know, that member burden, Mm -hmm. member guilt. And I've worked with clients to 
Okay, we need to recommunicate how they show up in the group. We need to create better boundaries. We need to understand where the value is coming from and what they're getting, expectations, yada, yada, boom, boom, boom. And they come back, they do all those things. We create a plan around that. And I go, how's the membership? They go, it's not heavy anymore, mm-hmm. right? So, but, but people that are like, oh, I'm going to get rid of this program or this course or this thing because it's heavy. Yeah. Or even doing simple things like, well, it's not simple as relative, but things that are kind of necessary in the Mm -hmm. online business age, like going live, you know, writing copy. If those things are heavy, that's pretty much fear coming in. Cause those are things that you have to do. Yeah. And so this is really interesting because I think we all need to look at our relationship with fear because I think a lot of us. I think this is where I came from. We're just, this is like belief or this thing that if you feel fear around it, you shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, why haven't you done this yet? <sighs> because I'm afraid to. So the reason you haven't, and just like kind of think about that, right? The reason you haven't done something is because you're afraid of it. And this is when you give your power away to this thing that you fear, and this thing then has power over you. It's saying, you know, okay, it's determining what you do and don't do because of that. And it's really interesting. That's what recreating your relationship with fear, conquering fear is really about is why would you ever live your life where, again, because there's a difference between fear and danger. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, yeah, you should go swim with sharks. (laughs) You know, you don't have to do those things. We're not talking about that type of danger, but there is no danger with pressing live on a Facebook video. (laughs) There's no danger there. The only thing that's at stake that's being threatened is your little precious ego. Yes. Yeah, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to sound stupid. You're going to you're going to um and ah, you're going to you know have a mental burp <laughs> where you're like I forgot what I was saying, you know? And you're going to live. Yeah. You're going to be fine. But it's just very interesting that the relationship that most of us have is I fear this thing, therefore I shouldn't. And if you keep living your life that way, there's a lot of things that you're not going to be doing. And then you're going to be wondering why you're not getting what you want. Yeah. And I think we can, I think everyone has an experience of being afraid of something big or small and then doing it and being like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Or, oh, that was amazing. That was so fun. Why was I afraid? Why did I delay that for so long? Absolutely. Because I've talked about this, you know, you've heard us say, and you've heard other people say, feel the fear and do it anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easier said than done, but it's not about being easy. It's simple. It's simple. Yeah. But it's not easy. And when you do do it, you have this feeling that we love to say is called exhilaration. Exhilaration is the perfect cocktail blend of fear and excitement. It's in the word exhilaration, right? Exhilaration is when you go on a new scary roller coaster. It's like when I did that zip line across Dubai, 44 stories up. 44 stories up in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. That's exhilarating. And that is a feeling that lets you know that you're alive. Yes. Is your goal, you're like, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I want to stay in my little cushy, comforty, little couch. Numb to everything. And sitting on the sideline, you know. But man, are you living, right? So I want to start out by sharing the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Now, this is not the scariest thing. First, I'll start, here's, here's the not the scariest thing I've done, which was to impress a girl I went skydiving with a fear of flying and a fear of heights, which I did have a fear of, fear of flying. I conquered that. I did an episode on on that because that was so metaphorical, but I went skydiving and every moment of it, I hated it. I hated it. I hated the heights. I hated the free fall. I think I'm the only person that has gone skydiving and then at the end of it, you know, I survived. 
I touched the ground, you know, I like, I just like hugged the earth. Oh, so good to be back on the ground. <laughs> and I said, I'm never doing that again. I hated it. I was so scared. He, just the whole time. Even, even when the parachute came, he's, yeah. he's trying to do like kind of mess with me and like pull us around a corner real fast and kind of do this like, and I, I yelled at him. I was like, stop it. Like, what are you doing? This you is know? my experience. <laughs> just, just relax, relax, relax. So I did something scarier than that. And that was calling my father and telling him, I love you. And that was hands down the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I knew I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad. And, you know, because I'm stubborn and he's stubborn. And he's like the old way and I'm like the new way. And so I made so much of my life about I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna contradict you on, and I'm so grateful that I did because he really does. He comes from, you know, he was born in 1939, right? Mm -hmm. So he comes out of the Great Depression. He comes out of a lot of scarcity and and fear and lack. And I understand that now with a lot of compassion, you know, where he saves everything because they had to in that time, mm -hmm. right? His motto and still philosophy to this day is life sucks and then you die. And he kind of says it as a joke, but like, you know, they say there's truth in every joke, right? Yeah. You know, nothing worth accomplishing comes without hard work and sacrifice. Money doesn't grow on trees, all of that, right? This old paradigm. And I saw, I felt it being passed on to me. And I was like, no, there's gotta be a better way. This podcast is here because of my dad. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was about challenging and questioning and stubbornly, fighting against that. I was like, this does not sit right for me. And I went on my own journey, right? And discovered all these things yeah. that we're talking about. And then here I am living that. But in that dynamic, I deteriorated a, a, a strong relationship with my dad because I made him like the bad guy. You know, it's like, he's wrong and, 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 and it's his fault and you know, blah, 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 right? And that's why I'm so grateful I struggled for so long because it was like, I tried my dad's way mm -hmm. and then did my, and I've seen my dad. I mean, like up until this late 70s, he was still working yeah. long and hard seven days a week. I never forget, little kid, maybe 12 years old, it was Father's Day. That's a big, you know, that's a big day for fathers, right? And it's, I don't know, nine in the morning, eight in the morning, and I'm sitting in his bed with him, little kid, and he gets a phone call and he picks it up and he takes it and it's a client. And he's got a client talking to him, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was like a Saturday or a Sunday, right? On Father's Day. And he's yeah. just working and you're just like, and I knew that then I was like, so I was a little rascal and I just yell really loud, happy father's day, dad. <laughs> so that the person on the other end yes. could hear that. Right. But that was that life that I saw that. And I was like, you know, he's the hardest working person I've ever met. And, and I still have that, you know, we have that work ethic, mm -hmm. but it's not like work until your eyeballs bleed kind of mentality. Right. right? So in that process, and I really deteriorated my relationship with my father because I like made everything that was wrong about that made him wrong too. And, you know, I got to a point in my life, this is about, I don't know, six years ago, and I wanted to heal all of that. And I remember calling him, dialing his number to have this conversation with him. And I was shaking. I was in tears and I was shaking and I, I almost had to uh, get out of my own body because I was like, couldn't be present to me even dialing his number. Oh, it was 10 times scarier than 
jumping out of a freaking airplane with a fear of flying and a fear of heights, jumping to your to your death. You know, it was this was scarier. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Why? Why was it scarier to call my dad to tell him I love you? And when I really sat with that, it was because I was afraid that I would have evidence that I wasn't worthy of his love. That I was afraid that if I said that, he wouldn't say it back. And that that would mean that I'm not worthy of love. His love. You know, your parents' love. And I think it's because we go through our little lives as these little kids and we have these parents and our parents don't know what they're doing. They're doing the best that they can. You know, my mom was 26 when she had me and they start to say, do this, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Be like this. Don't be like that. Do this. Don't like, that. and like some of the things my dad would say, which I do the opposite of 90% of what my dad says to me today. And he still will tell me to this day, which is beautiful how proud he is of me. You know, he said, Come on, read the newspaper, right? How much do I talk about, like, do not just be mindful how you just believe everything you think because one of six media corporations on the, you know, in Mm -hmm. the country tell you how to think, right? And I was resisting that then, right? Or, you know, just just like, even like, stop wasting energy, you got to turn off the lights when you leave the room, like all these things that I just, I, (laughs) I just would rebel against. Do your homework, right? All these things is saying, do this, do this. And I think as a little kid, you start to develop this belief that you say, if I do these things, then that means I will be loved. I relate to this so much. Right. And then we don't do those things. Mm-hmm. And you look back in your life and you're like, wow, I, a lot of the things my parents told me to do, there were times I didn't do them. Maybe a lot of times I didn't do them. Maybe one time I didn't do them. And we start to equate that as then maybe they don't love me. Maybe I'm not worthy of their love. And I found myself in that place. And, you know, I'm in my late 20s realizing that I never told my dad I love him since maybe a little kiddo, you know, mm-hmm. like, I love you too, dad, yeah. you know, but like as soon as you kind of come to your own, you know, you go through that like teenager type things, it's just like that never came up. We didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And to have that much fear, I realized that I was living with that level of fear and didn't even know it. Living with a level of fear that... I may not be worthy of love, my parents' love, which you spend so many years of your life trying to get their approval. And that was beautiful. And I actually realized the opposite, which was I could sense he never told me, but I think he was afraid of the same thing. He was afraid in a way that that I didn't love him. You know, that and that was kind of the place we were both operating from. So silly, these humans, right? And, you know, someone's got to make that first move. Someone's Mm got to, you know, take that first step and initiate it. And I had to sit there because I could tell he didn't receive it when I told him. He denied it in a way. He, he, uh, you know, when people like the the whole thing we're talking about before on one of the episodes about like when someone can't receive a compliment, I could tell he wasn't doing that. It's like, well, is when I said like, you know, I love you and I'm just so grateful for, you know, having you as a father. And he's like, well, you know, you went to a good school and you got good grades, you know, and he's just, he's just like, and he's just like, and you worked hard and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, stop it. <laughs> Dad, you know, you look at my life like, yeah, I'm really successful and I've, I've done all these things and that's because of you. 
you know, as a twig bends, so mm -hmm. grows the tree. And I was that little twig and you, you raise this, you know, and I had to force him to receive it in a way. I was like, no, stop it. Like this, you know, I think about two to three months later is when he suffered from a series of massive strokes. Mm -hmm. I was actually at an event. So I wasn't even there when it happened. Out of the country. I was out of the country. I was in Canada at Tribe Live. And I just checked in the hotel when I, when I found out. And I'm like, Fuck. he's never been the same since. Like when you have strokes like that, you're not fully there anymore. And I can only imagine where, you know, he's still with us, you know, he's, he's still there and he, he still remembers me, but it's like, it's not the same, mm -hmm. you know? And I can only imagine if I had let fear, you know, rule my life, that I would have never had that moment, that conversation to have that type of completion with my dad. And, you know, that's a really powerful thing is to realize that we have all these things that we're afraid of that prevent us from doing the things that we're here to do. And I think at the same time, we believe this lie that there's more time, you know, that, well, you know, I'll get to it eventually. We kind of do that. We fool ourselves that like, I will eventually, someday, one day, da-da-da. And we put it off. Yep. We we see that we're afraid, and so we like rationalize it. We downplay the things that were, well, you know, I mean, this is, this is, this is a bad time, anyways. You know what I mean? And it's like I had no idea that that could have been the last time that I'd ever have a conversation with my dad from a cognizant, coherent state of mind. And I'm so grateful that I did. And you really have to wonder as you're listening, what things are you still putting off because you're afraid? that aren't gonna be around forever. And I'm not just talking about family and friends, but you know, how much time have you already wasted and opportunities have you already missed with businesses, trends, and things that come and go, doors that open, there's the door, and then close, you've missed your window, you know? And there's always gonna be new windows. I come from that place of abundance, so absolutely, but you know, it's a journey and you might as well get started now because it's going to be bumpy no matter when you start. And it's just going to get more and more scary because as you were telling your yeah, story, I was thinking about my scariest moment too, which just happened to involve my dad as well, which was mm. finally quitting my last job, which I worked for him. And I had so many stories and put it off for so long out of so much fear, not fear around quitting my job and like, what am I going to do after? It was fear around losing the relationship that I had built with my dad yeah. and the respect that I had felt from him working for mm -hmm. him and just like fear of what he was going to do, you know, and like I wanted him to continue to respect me and to love me. Yeah. And, you know, now we have a better relationship than ever because I was able to be finally honest with him. Yeah. But it, I put it off for years. Until yeah. it finally, it was like eating me up inside too. And I think we, just live with so much fear and just find a way to like endure mm -hmm. and we don't even recognize it anymore. And what I was doing is like, I'm protecting him, you know, like I told him that I was yeah. going to work for him. So right. I just want to do what I said I was going to do. We rationalize you know? it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you're just, we're just lying to ourselves when mm -hmm. we do that, right? Like, mm -hmm. isn't that just a lie to yourself? Yeah. And it ultimately turns other things into like resentment and stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. When really you're, you're angry at yourself mm -hmm. because Here's this thing. You didn't have the courage to go after what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you always have the courage. It's just, are you going to give the courage? Right. Are you going to demonstrate the courage? Mm -hmm. You know, but 
I think I think we just kind of learn to put up with it, these little fears. And yeah, it's like we rationalize them and we just don't even notice them anymore. Mm-hmm. And and they're there. And you know, just to get to the end of this before we continue, like just to give you the ending. The place that we all need to get to, everyone listening here, is to live your life where you fear nothing. Mm-hmm. You live your life fearing nothing. There is nothing to fear. That's what developing, we're going to do another episode on like what developing a spiritual practice was really about creating a spiritual context for my life did to help with that. Because from that vantage point, it makes it a lot easier to realize you have nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of what people think, what they'll say on social media, if people buy, don't buy, how your launches go. You know, these are all the business fears. Oh, I got to speak in an event. I'm afraid what they'll say or Mm -hmm. if I mess up or all these things that are so prevalent. You have nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear. What about death? Even death, you don't really die. You yeah. leave the body, but you don't die. Yeah, Who you doesn't. are does does not die, you know? So you got to get yourself there. That should be the goal for everyone here because there will be a correlation with the amount of fear that's present in your life and the performance and results that you experience in your business, hands down. Mm-hmm the people that are crushing it is because they've found ways to conquer fears, mm-hmm. not necessarily all of it, but conquer certain fears about certain things or le- even lean into it. Yeah, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love that's like that. That's the indicator. It's like, Oh, I'm afraid. Exactly. Therefore I like, must almost right? searching for that fear, <laughs> but yeah, that's using fear as an ally. Right. Right. But not as a, that whole thing of, Oh, I'm afraid. Therefore I shouldn't. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of people that we've worked with, that's what they say is like, why didn't you do it last week? Oh, you said you were going to do this thing. Why don't you go, oh, I got afraid. Think about that for a moment. Think about that. Here's this thing you say you're going to do. And then you don't do it because you feel fear around it. And I think what's really important that we get presence that why is that a reason not to do it? How and where and when did that become the reason you don't do something? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and the reason you take away your power and go against your word and yeah. Because it's scary. No, it's just a feeling you feel. It's just a feeling. It's just, and it's not even a feeling. It's energy moving in your body in a way that you don't like it. Mm-hmm. So what is that? What do you mean? What do you mean you're afraid? How do you know that you're afraid? Oh, my heart starts beating mm-hmm. faster and I start, I almost get like a sea tunnel vision or I, you know, okay, it's just, it's just energy moving in the body. So you're just saying because you, the energy moves a certain way in your body, you're not going to do something, you know? And when we do exercises and things with our students, the number one thing that they already know, like when they connect with their future self or when they take themselves out to the future, the number one thing they know they need to do is let go of that thing that scares them. That's the way is you have to let go of that. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, no, I'm going to hold on to this fear and just not do things that are scary, which is what I did for a long time, which is why I struggled for a long time because I wasn't doing the things that scared me. I rationalized it, made it real logical. You're not going to grow. That's what you should be afraid of. That's what you should be petrified of Mm -hmm. is that you're going to fool yourself for the next five or 10 years in this time of massive opportunity, massive growth, massive shifting, and you're still doing nothing. You're still doing what you've always done, which is hesitating, delaying, and fooling yourself and thinking something's going to change. That's the thing that we should be afraid of. A lot of that did drive me for a long time. I was like, I don't want to get 
into my 30s or 40s and have nothing to show for it. Because, you know, I started out as a janitor at a gym and a bartender during the week day shift at On the Border, pouring beers and margaritas mm-hmm. for the locals, right? And I was like, I'm doing whatever it takes, but I'm not going to find myself here 10, 20, 30 years. That is exactly what made me kind of take the leap too. And finally, yeah. because I saw my life five years from now, I was like, well, if I'm this miserable now, where am mm-hmm. I going to be in five years? And then, yep. and then it's going to be even harder to start over. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So fear isn't a bad thing. It's how you use fear, right? Mm-hmm. If you give your power away to it and you say, okay, I'm not going to do this thing because I fear it, then fear has power over you. That thing you fear has power over you, but you can use fear as an ally in the way that works for you. I love that. So it's recreating your relationship with it. Here's another one. I talk about this a lot that there's this very simple fear that business owners have, which is I'm going to start a business and they have this latent underlying fear that kind of becomes this context of what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? What if I'm making a mistake? What if I'm going in the wrong direction? What if I'm wasting time? What if I become a failure? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? And it's that umbrella fear of what if this doesn't work? The fear of uncertainty, the fear of failure. And then if you can conquer that, like I did for a long time, what if this doesn't work? And then it did. And I'm making all this money. It's working. (laughs) It's working. Then a new fear came. Because I didn't conquer fear. The fear just changed. It was like, okay, well, you know, the fear was like, well, we can't use that as a reason because he's making money now. So we're just going to change into something else. And it changed into something that has become very common for a lot of people. What if this doesn't last? The fear that it's all going to come crashing down. I had hid that from myself for so long that the only reason I knew that it existed was because I would have nightmares. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like just dreams that I didn't like. And the dream was, and I've told this story before, right? The dream was I would be usually on a deck or a balcony where there's a big expansive view and I'm watching a plane and the plane would crash. And then I'd go run towards this plane wreckage. And it was just this <gasps> sinking feeling as I watched a plane crash right in front of me. Well, that's my business crashing down. And I had to realize a couple of things that you guys will have to realize too. First off, you don't get to take any of this with you, right? When you die, when you leave the body, you don't get to take the business with you. So it's not going to stay forever anyways. So stop fooling yourself that it is. You know what I mean? It's not going to last. So it's already going to go up and it's going to go down, you know? So that's the first thing, right? And something that Don Javier says is the most powerful place to live from is zero because you created it from zero. And who is the you that created it from zero that now has this thing that you've created is just proof and evidence that you can create that always. You've mastered how to do that. You've learned how to do it. So you can do it again. You've done it once. You can do it again. So then I knew I had conquered this fear. When I had the dream again, I'm on a deck, a Pearl Beach. I knew that was the beach I was at, which is the beach I grew up on, on a deck. And I'm looking out and I see a plane and it starts to crash again. And even in the dream, I said, here it goes again. In the dream, I said that. And then all of a sudden, as I squint to look closer at the plane, so I zoom in 
And it's not a plane, it's like a little toy plane. And then there's a kid next to me. And as the plane starts to fall, he pulls it back up and flies it away and it just flies away. And in my dream, this reoccurring dream that I had, and this was so powerful, it went from this big airliner full of people crashing tragically in front of me to a little kid's toy plane that did loop-de-loops. Wee! Wee, right? And that's when I knew I had conquered this fear. And that's when I realized that, and I'm gonna tell you guys how I did that because you guys have that opportunity with what I'm about to share with you at any moment at any time for anything that you fear, but you have nothing to fear. But that's when I realized that whatever I'm creating, I don't get to take any of it with me. And it's not about holding on to it's not about that ego attachment that i then this is who i am and i have to keep this right this is why people get always ask us that question how do you pivot yeah what do you mean you just pivot oh i'm afraid of losing who i am and who i've told people that i am and what if it doesn't work and blah 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 that's just all fear i just pivoted i just said i want to do this now Mm -hmm. and i let it go and like i did an entire episode i don't know who was listening you have to let go to let in so the thing that you create you're afraid of it crashing down you got to let go of that you gotta be okay with it crashing down. You gotta be okay to let go of everything. Whew. Like, look at the car you drive, the house you live in, the, the followers you have, all of it. When you get to that place where you are at peace with letting go of all of it, you're gonna let so much more in. You're gonna live from such a place of so much more power. And I am every day. It's like, why would I care? Because I can do it again. Mm-hmm. And that's that power that you're coming from. You're in that fear of losing it You've convinced yourself that you don't have the power to create it again or create something better or more amazing. Right. And that's you denying your power. That's you giving your power away. Mm-hmm. So, and it's also denying and, you know, minimizing all the work that you've already done as well. Yeah, like exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look back at what you created. Who did that? You yeah. did. It's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are doing. It's like, yeah. I think this was a fluke. Yeah. It's like a one hit wonder. Bullshit. It's yeah. not a fluke. I mean, we did this like six-figure launch, but it was so easy and fast. Like, I think this is just a fluke. No, no, stop that. That's you denying your personal power. Absolutely. Oh, this was just an accident. I just tripped and farted money, you know? Like, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Just, it was too easy. You know, that's because you're like, oh, I don't deserve this and blah, 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 right? That's all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about fear. Here's how I like to define what fear is. Fear is the feeling you feel in the present based on the belief you have in an unwanted future. Think about that for just a second. Fear is how you feel in the present. It's an uncomfortable emotion. We don't like it. About your relationship and level of believability that you have about the future, an unwanted future, Mm -hmm. right? So in other words, if you knew that everything was gonna go your way perfectly and flawlessly, knew it, like in your heart and in your soul, everything was gonna go your way and you knew it. Not like I want it to go my way, like no, you knew it. Would you have the fear? So you think about that, right? Like what you fear is because you think something's gonna happen in the future that you don't wanna have happen. Even little things, like I'm gonna mess up on my Facebook Live. That is something that hasn't happened that you don't wanna have happen, but you believe it's gonna happen. And to the degree in which you believe it's gonna happen is the degree in which you're gonna feel that fear. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, do you have a DeLorean? Do you have a crystal ball? 
Do you actually know how it's going to go? No. You don't know shit, right? The future is anything but certain. And we come with such a sense of a loss of our power that we don't understand that when you're in that fear, you are projecting an unwanted future and you are, from a place of power, realize that you are the creator of your life. A lot of people right now want to like deny that and that's fine, but you are. You are the creator of your life. You are the author of your story. And when you are already in fear, the thing that you fear is the thing that you are creating. That is the thing that you are authoring. And you move towards that as a point of consciousness, as a, you know, quantum physics, infinite possibilities and realities. You're like, this is the one I'm choosing because that's where my attention is. This is where my thoughts are. And this is where my emotions are. And this is why people talk about self-fulfilling prophecy, self-sabotage. We create that thing. You set into motion that which you fear. Yeah. And because there's infinite possibilities, I think many times when there's fear involved, there's fear of different things. So you're actually creating multiple futures yeah. that you oh, yeah. possibly find yourself in. Yes. So that's what we do. We've created the future is anything but certain you have now, right now, 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 this moment, this moment, this moment, that's all there is. And in this moment, what people are doing is going past future, past, future, right? They go focus on the past and go, here's all the things I'm ashamed of. Here's all the things I feel guilty of. Here's all the resentment, right? Past, 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 right? But the past, where's the past? Point to the past, give me the past, show me the past, right? It's gone. Mm -hmm. We take it with us, right? We carry it with us, this burden that we carry with us. And then we go to the future and we go, if I do this, that's gonna happen, right? We have all these predictions, like we know how they, if I call her, right? Like if I call my dad, he's gonna say, I don't love you, Right. right? I w- that's the fear. I, that's why I was so afraid is because I had determined in my mind, this is how it's going to go, right? So we have all these futures. What if I'm, I lose all the money? What if I fail? What if this launch tanks? What if this, what if this, what if this, what if this? And we divvy up our energy and our presence on our power into these different futures. And then we try to actually go after the thing that we want and you've got nothing left, mm-hmm. right? And so what I had to do is I had to get straight with that fear of my business coming crashing down. I'd say, this is something, yeah, I'm afraid of this. I had to say, okay. And I had to deal with it. I had to get present to it. I had to get complete with it. I said, so what? So what if it does? And I, I went through that whole process. It's like, it's like when your kid is afraid of the boogeyman, what do you do? You open the closet and you shine the light and you say, see, nothing's there. And you have to do that. You gotta go, it's like, you gotta go in it and see it. So I said, so what if it does go crashing down? Well, I got a mortgage now. You know, we got an office. I got a team, people, payroll. And I'd lose all of that. And the following and the, the fun, all the things we do, it's gone, right? I mean, I was going to that worst case scenario. And I just sat with that. I was like, could I be okay with that? What would I do, you know? And I was like, well, I know I could start other businesses because I've had other opportunities to start other businesses. A lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. Amazon businesses and software companies. And now we're doing Airbnb business, like all these other things. Like well, I've had all these opportunities and some I take and they do great. And I said, yeah, but for some reason, I just kind of had this thought. I was like, wow, I'm always drawn back to this. Those things didn't really distract. Remember we tried the physical product for a while. Mm-hmm. We were going to do physical products. We, were. we went through we the whole one. thing. Jill, Jill and I built a 3D prototype for mm-hmm. a teleprompter. This yep. thing's amazing. I still have it. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, this is great. 
And I got to a point where I was curious about it, you know, so entrepreneurs are like, let's try new things. And, and I just, and we had it in our mind a certain way that we wanted it to be executed yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a very cool teleprompter that you could use your iPad and connect mm-hmm. to any camera and do all this cool. And it was like, it was perfect because we're still doing the video yeah. stuff. So it was kind of aligned, but mm-hmm. different. And I got to a place with it. We got to like one of the milestones in the project where we got the prototype back and we're looking at manufacturers. And I was like, my heart isn't in this. And that was really interesting for me because I was like, wow, my heart isn't in these other things. I was like, where is my heart? I was like, oh, it's in this. It's in this coaching. It's in this, it's in this teaching. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, I'm not doing it for the fame, the money, the material, the 3D. I'm doing it for this feeling and this reason alone. And that's the one thing that you could never take away from me. Even if you locked me up and put me in prison, I would probably be coaching my cellmates. Mm -hmm. So wait a second. This was my train of thought and this was my breakthrough. This is not your breakthrough. This was my breakthrough and I share my breakthrough so that you guys can go do your own. If you want me to do it for you, you're not getting it, right? It's like, I want my personal trainer to do the push-ups, and then I'll get the six pack. Good (laughs) luck with that, right? It's not gonna happen. But that's when I realized that the thing that mattered the most, right? Here I was so afraid of what losing what I had created, but the thing that mattered the most is something that I could never lose. So what did I have to be afraid of? <sighs> Gone, complete. From that moment forward, no fear, none. And that's when we took the business from two to three and then three to nine and exploded everything. And I try to share this story as much as I can because people are still doing that. Just tell me what to do. And they're petrified. It doesn't matter what you do. You're gonna it up. Mm -hmm. Or find a way to self-sabotage. You're gonna find a way to self-sabotage. You're gonna whatever, Mm -hmm. right? You're gonna take it down because you're more focused on all the things that you fear. Your consciousness is directing you towards the unwanted futures, the futures that you fear because that's what you've set in motion. It's like you have 100 Energon cubes, right? And if you have all these futures, like they're gonna hate me, they're gonna burn me down, you know, ruin my reputation, I'm gonna go broke, they're gonna laugh, you know, all these different future scenarios, and you start giving away your power and your energy to all those, it's only what you have left that you have left to create what you actually want, which for most people is not very much. I got all my power back and focused it, and things went through or roof, power. And that's what each of you will need to do. You'll have to get really clear and face it. What do you fear? What are you afraid of? What futures have you already created in your mind that you are resisting? And you're gonna have to get at peace with that. You're gonna have to be okay with losing money. You're gonna have to be okay with a failed launch. You're gonna have to be at peace with all the things that you're not at peace with. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, this isn't gonna work. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna, I'm, it's gonna be a waste of time. So you're wasting more time right now just talking about it and worrying about it. And when you are at peace with all of those things, when you're actually truly honest with yourself at peace with these things, then you will not fear these things anymore, which means they will not have power over you, which means you get your power back. And when you get that power back, that is real, true power to focus on what you're actually creating and you will do it. 
you will absolutely do it. Absolutely. People And people don't get that. Guys, it's as simple as that. It's not easy. This is the hardest thing to do. But you will have your power back. And with your power back, you will do that thing that you are here to do. I guarantee it. Absolutely. Because people will feel your fear as well. If oh, you try yeah. to keep going with fear. Oh, man. I was on this webinar. Exactly. And gosh, she, this girl was like so scared. And I'm just like, she was just so afraid and just so doubted herself. No confidence in everything. And I was just like, oh, I love to give you all my money and have you teach me how to be afraid like you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen that way. You follow these people like, wow, it's something about her or him. Just like, I want that. What if they have something that I want? Well, there you go. Yeah, because if you're afraid, your customers are gonna also gonna be afraid. Oh, they'll feel it. Mm-hmm. They'll feel it. They won't even know why they feel that way, but they'll feel it. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to save the best for last because this is a you know this is a big one. This. this is an opportunity for you to kind of write down the futures, the possible futures you've already created in your mind that you fear. Get complete with them, become at peace with all of them, and reclaim your power. Just get present to how many little things you avoid. You avoid maybe oh I don't want to talk to this person or I don't want to return this phone call or you know whatever. I mean I know I'm kind of bringing it up because it's happening as we go, but this contractor guy mm-hmm. like. He's afraid to talk to me on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just afraid to have a human to human conversation. I'm like, I'm not coming at him screaming his head off or being mean or nasty. I said, listen, I want to work with you. Let's figure this out. I can be on your side. We can work together as a team. If your heart is really in it and you don't really mean to be a, a con man or something and you want to work with me, don't be afraid to talk to me. You know, but how many times are we afraid to ask? to be on someone's podcast, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and people are like, okay, so then they ask and I say no. And what a gift for me to say no to them because that's what you feared. You feared the no, you feared the rejection, that happened, you're alive, everything's okay, you're gonna survive, right? We're so afraid of that rejection, that no. You know, what will they think, what will they say? And we, we live with so much of that. So do that exercise, journal on this, And then I want to invite you every day this week, starting today, if you want to make more money, you want to make more money, to do one thing. I know it's so cliche. I get it. But really look at one thing that will put you outside your comfort zone. Something that last week, the old you would have been scared to do. Reaching out to somebody, asking for something. The worst that's going to happen is they say no. Write that post that you know is a little like controversial, polarizing it's going to ruffle some feathers. Biggest sin in marketing is to be boring, right? People say nasty stuff to me all the time. I'm fine. I'm doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one's ever reached their hand through the screen and tacked me, punched me or cut me with a knife or anything like that. You're fine. It's not real danger when someone says, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. You're wrong. I don't agree. Blah, 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 blah. That's just their stuff. And Whatever, you don't need to internalize it. You don't need to take it personal. Exactly. And people will. I'm afraid people are going to say this and do this. They will. It's not about doing the things to avoid that from happening. That's fear having power over you. They will. There will be people that hate you. There will be people that attack you. There will be people that criticize you. There will be people that try to make you wrong and take you down. Trying to circumvent that is fear having the power over you, these people having power over you. Go through the eye of the needle. No, it's going to happen. 
And you need to be the type of person that does not let that affect you because, and Don Javier has said this to me, and I think we mentioned on a previous episode, any of that you're doing in the business, what they say and all that type of stuff has nothing to do with you. Correct. Why are you choosing otherwise? This person, you know, who, who Don Javier comes to be telling me and passing that on to you, it has nothing to do with you. You're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Blah, 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 blah. That person saying that to you has nothing to do with you. Unless you want it to. But it has nothing to do with it's you. Choice. That's your choice. Wow. I'm so excited for people that were listening for what will happen in your life and your business when you conquer fear. Yeah, and keep us posted too. Please. This has been great. Thank you for coming along on our series on personal power. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it. We Hope got you're s- feeling powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got so much more coming your way. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're hanging out with us on the Instagrams, sharing these episodes, even just to someone you care about who you know needs to learn some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you soon. We'll see you on the next episode. See you then. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.